Hey everybody, welcome to the Disablest Report, official podcast of the Disablest Network. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about us and our organization, you can head on over to our website at disablest.org, spelled D-I-S-A-B-L-E-I-S-T. And if you'd like to support the show for as little as a dollar a month, you can head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash the Disablest Network. There you'll get access to behind-the-scenes content, monthly updates, and a few other things that you'll just have to go on over there to check out. If you don't want to become a patron, but you still want to help us out a little bit, um, because every little bit, every dollar counts, uh, you can click on the donate button located at the bottom of our website. As usual, joined by my best friend and co-host, Lou Rodriguez. Lou, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I tell you what, man, I'm feeling like the Andrew Ridgely to your George Michael. (laughs) I know who George Michael is, but I don't know who the first person (laughs) was he said. (laughs) Um, so to keep in line with the spirit of things for this season so far, we're going back and we're defining things that we just assumed we had addressed and obviously we we had not. And this is going to seem like an even like bigger duh moment than all of the other ones because <laughs> in this episode we're asking what's disability um and so i have a, a definition here um that's rooted in uh the the americans with disabilities act uh it is how it defines it but i think that you and i should start off by giving our own ideas of what we think that disability is and then i'll go ahead and read the definition well well i would say read the definition first because i think we can riff on that all right um, uh well then here we go uh <laughs> According to the ADA National Network, uh, disability is a legal term, not a medical one. The ADA defines a person with a disability as a person who has a physical or mental impairment that substantially limits one or more major life activity. So what does that mean to you? Well, the most important word in there is substantial. Mm -hmm. Like, or let's say substantial limitation, because... We've had this discussion before, and sometimes when you talk with the individuals, they will say, well, I'm disabled, or they want that moniker applied to them as well, Mm -hmm. and we never actually talked about like a cutoff point. So saying someone that has a, you know, they're substantially limited, that, that is a helpful thing. Like, for instance, even though I'm on the autism spectrum or on the neurodivergent spectrum, I, I don't know that I would necessarily say that I have a disability mm. per a, the ADA definition. Mm. Gotcha. And likewise, it also means <clears throat> that I don't know that I should receive benefits for my, for my particular malady. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, we need to talk about when it comes to defining disability. Yeah. And then you, Kyle, well, I do want to point out before I give my little, uh, you know, spiel about it is uh, the importance of saying that disability also is a legal term, um, just in case people, you know, aren't up to speed and all that kind of stuff that uh, differentiates us as a disenfranchised group of people. In other words, 
it it says that legally we do not have access to a lot of the things that our able-bodied and neurotypical counterparts do have. So that's a very important distinction that um, I want to uh, make. And also, since you picked a, a word that you thought was uh, important in the definition, I will pick a word as well. And the word that I will pick, the word of the day today, kids, is impairment. Mm -hmm. um, but... Uh, I don't think that we've uh, we've mentioned impairment on the show, but we've never addressed it. Um, and I feel like people assume that the term impairment is outdated. And I think actually that because of that, uh, the discussion of uh, the current discussion surrounding disability isn't as progressively minded as it should be. Because um, a lot of people seek to define disability in a way that doesn't acknowledge impairment. So... Impairment is what actually causes you limitation. So my diagnosis, for instance, is that I'm a quad amputee, right? My impairment, I well, I being a quad amputee, I have a lot of impairments. Um, and so the it's, you know, I can't um, cook very easily for myself uh, unless it's just like something I pop into an oven or I get somebody else to help me with it. Um, I have impairments that prevent me from being able to take a shower on my own, all, all you know, all of these kinds of things. And so um, it's important that we uh, kind of lay the the foundation for talking about disability and making sure that we, we leave room to talk about impairment because our impairments then end up determining the assistance that we need. An impairment is a very important part of disability, and if you don't acknowledge that when you go to define disability, case in point, this definition in the ADA includes the term impairment in it, um, you're going to be sorely mistaken as to not just giving an accurate description of what disability is, you're going to make it more difficult for other people to define. So... Just as an example, and then I'll, I'll, I'll like hand things over to you um, if you have anything else to say. But, um, you know, it, it, it's not helpful, for instance, if somebody comes in and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I could do whatever. Um, I'm not, you know, my, my disability can't hold me back. Um, and then, you know, they go to look at a new house and they can't even get in the house because they're stairs. Like there's an obvious limitation there. Um, and so things like this True. impact our lives on a daily basis. I think that if you are physically disabled, a lot of times we're so used to it that it's just like, eh, whatever. Well, okay. So to speak to that again, there, let, let's say we have to make an arbitrary line in the sand, right? So Based on what you're saying, someone that has hip problems or maybe they have a, a, a funny knee, a trick knee, mm. can also rank as disabled, right? Yeah. Or yeah, have an impairment. Yeah. yeah. But and, – and so my problem is I started thinking about this and I was like, well, I mean if you really get – if you really want to appeal to parsimony, you can actually basically say that everybody's disabled then. You know, um, and, and you would have very rare exceptions where people don't have a disability. Yeah. So I wanted to say I wanted to have this discussion because I wanted to actually draw that line and say, like, well, you know, 
with someone who has a bad hip or maybe, you know, they tore their meniscus in their knee, which I did at one point, Mm -hmm. um, does that then warrant getting benefits, for instance, Mm. or does that warrant getting some type of assistance from the government in some capacity or Mm. getting a placard on your vehicle? Mm. So this is why I've said in a number of times or a number of cases uh, like on the show that disability exists on a sliding scale. Um, We don't realize it, especially as, uh, you know, our society is the way that it is, that people float in and out of disability constantly. Like you said, people get hurt. You know, does that mean they should get benefits? Probably not, but when people injure themselves and it renders their body, quote unquote, disabled, there are vehicles put in place to differentiate that, okay, this is not permanent. Like like workplace, um, there's workplace coverage, like AFLAC, for instance, Mm -hmm. is coverage in case you get injured on the job and you have to miss a substantial amount of time. AFLAC is is an insurance policy to as a stopgap for that. Um, but my, my thing is, is that like, are we being too liberal sometimes with our definition? And I mean, liberal in the negative terminology, not necessarily, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying like, are we being too inclusive when we talk about disability? Like I'm sure someone with CP, someone with, you know, that's a quad amputee, someone that has um bl- they're blind you know these type of uh common disabilities are they are easy for people to digest mm-hmm. they can look they can say yep that person is disabled mm-hmm. but it gets dicey when you get into you know people with neurodivergent problems mm-hmm. and it gets dicey when you when you talk about maybe i have a bad shoulder mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. So when we talk about our definition, you know, it helps to, that's why I was saying, you know, that it has to be substantial that, that, you know, I'm looking at the wording on the screen mm-hmm. for the ADA definition that the you know, substantially limits, that's the important thing. So what's that, you know, and again, that word is open to definition. What yeah. do we mean by substantial? Yeah, exactly. And we can unpack that a little bit more if you want. Yeah. Um, like, for sure, because it would be helpful because like, I mean, okay. So like there was a judge and they were ruling for instance on pornography. Right. And so they were trying to define what pornography was. And the judge was like, I don't know how to define it, but I know it when I see it, you know, same thing, like with free speech, um, like there's people that consider themselves free speech absolutists until you actually start getting into the details. Mm. You know, can you yell fire and build? Well, well, no. Can you have child pornography? Well, no, not that either. You know, you, and it, can someone commit libel? Well, you know, and so you start to go, well, anytime you say, well, no, you're actually reining in and honing that definition down. Mm. So I I would like to do that with disability as well, or at least attempt to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so I think, all right, so let's try to unpack substantial a little bit more then, if that's the case. Um, buckle in, everybody. <laughs> well, welcome to legalese. Um, so the term substantial 
but again my interpretation but but based on my experiences as somebody like who is on social security who receives medicaid that kind of thing i would posit that the term substantial specifically means that it has a significant impact on an important way that you have to function in the world. So I was going to use an industry term. I'll just go ahead and say it and define it. Um, there's uh, it's activities of daily living. ADLs is what we call it, like in in the uh, complex rehab technology industry. Um, so ADL is anything that you do to like keep yourself alive, essentially. So bathing, eating, being able to get to the store to buy groceries, um, that kind the of day, thing. Yeah, doing your laundry, yeah. brushing your teeth, yeah, all the so, all the stuff. So I think that because, like, in in reference to ADLs, I would say that something becomes quote unquote a dis a disability becomes a disability when those are either substantially difficult to achieve or are impossible to achieve without assistance. And now that assistance can be from a caregiver who you don't pay, who's in your family, or because we're talking about legal stuff, a caregiver that the government then helps you pay so that you can do those things and have those afforded to you because the ADA has determined that equal access for disabled people like that is a, a fundamental right um that it is our right to be able to make sure that we have systems in place to make sure that we can do adls which will then in theory ensure that we can go about and do our lives and then in the whole capitalist blah 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 bullshit contribute back to society right like that no, okay, that's the goal so you you've pointed out the adl situation right mm -hmm. activity of daily living mm -hmm. so so what about people that are maybe have they're an amputee mm -hmm. they are an amputee from below the knee down but based on your concept they wouldn't qualify they may qualify to get the prosthetic leg but in all other respects, they can go grocery shopping, they can bathe, they can go to work. It doesn't substantiate. Like maybe they are computer programmers. They would never, you would never even know that that person is wearing a prosthetic. Mm. So does that person then qualify, number one, as A, disabled, and B, do they necessarily deserve to get any type of benefits outside of potentially making them whole? Mm -hmm. So it also, you know, a priori of this, which we didn't discuss, is, uh, you know, if that person was already uh, existing at or below the poverty line, um, because that, for instance, even though I'm obviously disabled, like I'm, I'm a quad amputee, it's very easy to determine by looking at me that I'm disabled. I still, in order to qualify for the benefits that I need to live and to get my chairs and stuff like that. I still have to remain below the poverty threshold. So one thing that this definition isn't taking into account uh, necessarily. See, see, that's what, yeah. Yeah, that's, it that's is that. Thing. So now 
I don't know what the exact fact, like, uh, the exact figures are, but I would say if we're using your below the knee amputee, uh, example, right? Um, people who are below the knee, knee amputees and aren't that from birth, um, tend to already have been, you know, again, not taking into account the factors of everybody's individual life because everybody's different and stuff. But if you get into an injury and you sustain a disability, no matter what that disability is, at the point where you've sustained the injury, you are established in some regard. Now, whether or not your job uh, wrongly terminates you because you're disabled and they don't want you to work for them for whatever reason anymore, they don't think you'll be as productive, um, you know, is aside from the case. But I, I do think that a, a good example of this, right, uh, just to kind of like throw my hat into the fire or whatever the fuck the, the phrase is, um, I will say... And I might piss some people off, and I'm not meaning to. But if you like the, the mixing of metaphors, but, but put it put it in the comments if I do piss you off. We don't question these things when, for instance, it's a veteran. Right. A, a right. veteran sustains an injury overseas. Let's say that they're a below the knee amputee, right? As a result of war, they come over here, and you know. It's not all fucking puppies and rainbows, but they're quote-unquote taken care of. Um, and there's no questions asked. Like, that's one thing that agitates me always, for instance, about people making them mistakenly calling me a veteran. <laughs> is because, A, I didn't go through that trauma. Right. Um, but, B, it also makes a lot of other assumptions about, you know, being taken care of. And then, you know, just as a caveat to that as well... I will say that because you and I work where we work, we see a lot of veterans go in and out, whether it is that they're purchasing an accessible vehicle or if they're coming in for their mobility devices, whatever that may be. And uh, they get a new vehicle every so many years, right? Um, I do not. <laughs> I got well, I a vehicle... Think, one time but but my point is is that and you know their their benefits also take care of their mobility equipment all that kind of stuff and they don't have to have necessarily they don't have to worry about like remaining below the poverty line in order to continue having like their veteran benefits um i'm not saying that like they're privileged or that like i'm in a worse position than they are i'm just saying that there are things that certain demographics of disabled people have to take into account, and then there are certain privileges afforded to other people just because of the nature of the way that the system works. Well, you you did bring up an interesting point, so that is a good cor correlation, and I would like to address that. Like, I didn't take into account the poverty line situation, mm -hmm. but so let's take you for an example. Let's say you break beyond that threshold, but... I don't know what the poverty line is. We should look this up. <laughs> but it's, Well, I, I know that, for instance, I can't have more than well, – this is just one factor, but I can't have more than $2,000 in my bank account just so, to give everybody a little bit of a So a there's this weird stopgap, for instance, right? Like, um, So let's say – well, if you were making 
let's just use an arbitrary number. Let's say you're making forty thousand a year, mm. you would get no benefits. Wait, that's what that's over by like no, but but I'm thirty saying, something like, grand. Well, but that's what I'm saying. So if mm. you were making that much money, mm. you wouldn't get any assistance, which is weird because I would think that you would still need the assistance. Oh, for sure, because the well, you know, the the like, cost of the equipment is exorbitant. Right. I mean, which is strange on the on the surface of it so it, it's so obviously there has to be some type of i guess it, man how do, how do you solve this problem without adding even more layers of bureaucracy well and and that that's where all of this gets tricky but i do want to uh to say if you're looking for the cure for your disability legally all you have to do is make above the threshold for poverty and <laughs> yeah. you will no longer be disabled so, so but now <laughs> it becomes an incentive to stay below the poverty line. oh for sure and it's 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 an incentive and in, in look i can tell you too from going into like social security offices and things like that um i have been actively told oh you know don't kyle i know that you have your master's degree but like you know you gotta, gotta, you can't, what, what are you, what are you going to do? And yeah. I'm like, well, but I have my master's degree and I, not that there's anything wrong with people who work at like Burger King, but I don't, I have my master's degree. I didn't get my master's degree to work at Burger King. Um, and, you know. This also is is funny because just that one example flies in the face of all of the memes that we see. Like if you type in a disability meme and do a Google image search for that, all of not all of them, a lot of them, probably the most popular ones because they're closer to the top, are about being lazy and receiving disability benefits. And like Lou just pointed out, who the fuck would want this life? Like you you know the whole point in in uh, us you know doing what we're doing and me doing uh, activist work both through the network and through our day job and going and speaking with like legislative leaders and stuff like that is to try and afford me the position where I don't have to do that and try to figure out a way that this current fucked up system can be amended to afford people rights like myself who always fall in the cracks that that's another thing too and uh, i'll just yeah, mention there, there, it seems like there's a a big chat chasm between um the people that need it and then there's that little gray area and then the people that don't need it but it's like once you're putting that position, it's almost like you're disincentivized to do anything. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if you do accomplish things, people will hold you up. But, you know, it's it's only verbal. There's no monetary gain for you. Well, and, you get and what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, we wonder, and we're not going to talk about it because we talked about it in another episode, but... But we see how pervasive stereotypes are, right? Like we've talked about the super crypt in previous episodes. Do you see how that yeah. is like permeating even through our like employment system and the way that disabled people are defined legally? Like all of this stuff is 
very, very enmeshed with each other. Um, and it's it. So part of the reason why this conversation is so important, but also difficult to talk about, is because like how many topics have we already mentioned in in well, relation okay, to just trying and, to define disability? And, and I have another good one. So I'm going to use an example. I'm not going to mention who he is or how he's related to me in any way, whether he's a friend or a family member. But this individual lives with his father, and he's in his mid-40s now. And I've had conversations with other people, and they will, they'll bandy about the term lazy. When, and, I, and I said, you know, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that this individual, well, let's call him Joe. No, let's not call him Joe because then people are like, oh, you're talking about Joe Biden? So let's call him Roger. This person, Roger, he is very inept at, at the jobs he initially had that I knew him to have. And he would either get fired or he would quit. And again, he always ends up either living with his father or his mother. And it's a, at one point he, he worked for the U.S. Post Service and he was offered to drive the mail. And it was so difficult for him that he just abandoned the, the mail truck and went home hmm. and didn't deliver the mail and then got fired. And uh, other friends will say, well, he's lazy. He doesn't, you know, he, he just needs a job. And I, and I finally thought to myself, I was like, would you hire him? What would you want him to do? Would you want him to cook your food? Are you sure about that? Would you want, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. would you want him working with details? Would you like, I, I can't think of any job that I would think he would be good at. Well, and, it, and, and thinking of things from his perspective too, can you imagine, like, to abandon the mail truck just in the middle of the route, right? Can yeah. you imagine the amount of distress that he must have been feeling in that to well, get to that point? Like, you, so the problem is when you meet him, his demeanor is one of like a childish joviality. Like mm -hmm. he'll laugh about things, and I think his defense mechanism is poor in the sense that people just go oh see he's just an asshole or you know he thinks this is funny mm -hmm. and a lot of times like you said sometimes when people are in distress that's how they cope with their distress is mm -hmm. that they laugh about it mm -hmm. it's a coping mechanism so you know i and, and he probably is somewhat lazy but again you know does that mean that someone like that should starve and I'm sure there's people out, some of our listeners be like, yes, he should starve. <laughs> oh, Which is, you know, not. again, that's a whole nother conversation. But, you know, th this is a person that, and so this is for our viewers, I also run a paddleboard and kayak business. That's one of the things I do. And this person, Roger, I would never hire him. Like even to maybe handle picking up rentals or something, because I know that he wouldn't, he's not trustworthy in that, in that capacity. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering too, because it seems in this regard, so we also need to, to recognize and talk well, about. Okay, but I have a question for you then, Kyle. 
Okay. Would should we consider him disabled? See, that's that's the rub. I mean, does he? Well, the other thing too is like, does he have any? uh, If we're going by like legal stuff, does he have diagnoses? I'm not sure because Um, because that I I mean that 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 does factor into it. He has had he had back surgery. Um, he had back pain, but, um, my thing is, if we talk about substantial limitations or impairments, like, you are accomplishing more than he is. So, on that scale, it seems almost, uh, bizarre that positionally you, you're in a better position than he is. Yeah. So, how do, how do we... You know how do how do we compartmentalize or how do we put that in a in a continuum? Well, the the thing I want to mention, I already forgot it one time, so I want to say it before I actually forget it. <laughs> um, is that I I think that we also have to ask ourselves, you know, we have to be grateful that the ADA exists and that it affords us rights, but we also do need to be critical. And ask ways in which not just the ADA, but Social Security, Medicaid, well, that well, kind of stuff. How have these systems also ultimately ended up failing people? Uh, vocational rehabilitation is another right. thing. And I would posit that why the fuck hasn't vocational rehabilitation stepped in to help him get the training to learn to do a kind of job? Well, period. he does have training. He... He knows how to drive a a forklift. He mm-hmm. he studied. Uh, so he was in the military. He was a mechanic, or learned that trade. So it's not like he doesn't. That's what I'm saying. It's like at a certain point, you know, do we let him fall through the cracks because he doesn't have substantial impairments? Well, but 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 I would say that the collection of his situation, his mental state, uh, all of that ends up contributing to him having a substantial impairment. Mm -hmm. But one that would be distasteful to the average citizen. Like if they saw him, they would go, that guy doesn't deserve Mm. to be on disability. Mm. He's just lazy or, Mm. you know, childish or whatever it is. He is, he is the picture. They they see the meme when they see him. Yes, he is. He is what you would dis- yeah correct yeah it's it's tough uh because you know you just start having this feeling of helplessness and, and this is why I had such a difficult time like in graduate school is because I, I was learning all of this and just as you know we're experiencing difficulty in unpacking all of this stuff now I was also experiencing difficulty unpacking this stuff but at a graduate level and taking into account a lot of other things like, um, you know, philosophical frameworks about personhood and, and, you know, like what makes a person a person looking at, you know, definitions of like the citizen. And uh, I I believe that it was um, Foucault who spoke about surveillance. So like disabled people are surveilled in order to determine if we're disabled, quote unquote, disabled enough 
to receive these benefits, all, right, all of these right. kinds of things. So like, so there's a sense of, and you can tell me if this is the correct term or not, a sense of ennui that we feel. Um, if, if we're of the, the frame of mind where we can look at disability in disabled bodies retrospectively and critically, I feel like there it's unavoidable that you're going to feel this kind of helplessness. And then if you're like this person, Roger, and you do fall between the cracks, it not only elucidates that, but it magnifies the suffering that you have in general, but including the suffering that you have because of impairment related issues. It it is difficult to me that I can't go up a flight of stairs. It is difficult to me that I can't bathe myself and dress myself so that I can go out with my friends or fuck go to work. You know, and and the whole falling between the cracks thing re really hits home for me because when I was little um I fell between the cracks all the time. I was told all of the time by people who like do evals of me and all that stuff to see if I would qualify for whatever it is, you know, like some kind of assistance because right, my right. parents didn't have any money growing up or anything either. And, um, you know, did I qualify for this? And like the counselors would be like, Kyle, this is difficult for you to do. Right. And I'd be like, no, I could do it. And then I'd like, you know, whatever, <laughs> pick, pick something up or whatever it is. And they'd be like, but I saw you struggle there a little bit. This is before things are documented by cameras right, and all that right, kind of right, stuff. Right, 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 I right. saw that you struggled a little bit there to pick that up. Don't you think that you would benefit from having, you know, whatever, an 888 at home or whatever it was? And I'm like, no, I'm, you know, me being the five-year-old smartass I was, no, I'm fine. I can do this better than you can. What's wrong with you? Um, but Well, so, so, but there is an opposite libertarian extreme too, right? Like, Hey, your 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 problem is your problem. I have nothing to do with that. Mm. Yeah, like, well, I mean, so like, what about what about people that become like get a spinal cord injury because maybe they got drunk and they're fooling around at their friend's pool party and they jumped off the diving board or slipped and fell into the pool and injured their their spinal cord? There's going to be people that go, well, they don't deserve anything. Yeah. That was on them. Well, so why and, should I pay for that? And and I get that, but at the same time that doesn't acknowledge the lived reality that that person has to deal with now because of oh, that no i agree with you i'm just saying that again i, I so i think this topic is going to be one we're going to have to address again oh we're probably going to we could talk I, about I this multiple have, times because this topic we should have we should have someone that i guess leans fiscally conservative I'm not talking social conservative. I'm talking fiscal conservative. Um, and also have people on to kind of state their case when it comes to, yeah. like, I guess you could say, uh, expanding social programs to help people that are falling through the cracks. It, it may see be what those arguments are. We, we've never done it before, but it may be a good idea to do an episode like that that has more of a roundtable format that has yeah, yeah, that has yeah, not because, just one guest. Maybe we have two or three guests on. Um, because I, I, I mean, I'm I'm being honest with you. I like I 
we've worked on this show now together for almost what a year and a half two years about and i looked they, yeah it's is, just just a year and a half about yeah th- this is this is a topic that's been eating at me it's and and i think like i said if if you're of the frame of mind where like us doing activist work right if if you're at the level where you can process what the importance of doing activist work means for example i think that this is something that should eat at you another thing you know that we take for granted and that a lot of people get super angry about for for instance let's just say um gender and race right there are a lot of people who i've heard on tv and in person that get really angry when you ask them what gender is and you point out to them that it's much more complicated than they think it is when you talk to them about race and you point out that it's significantly more complicated than what they think it is and the visceral reactions that people like that have to nuanced topics like this are indicative of the fact that they don't understand the lived reality of the people who exist in that spectrum. Well, well, in their defense, they would say that we're overcomplicating things. Well, that's because they are afforded privileges that allow right. them the ability to say that in the first place, which is something that I've said to a number of people until I was blue in the face and still say until I'm blue in the face. But to... Uh, round things back to to what I was saying about uh, existing, uh, you know, a person between the cracks. Um, I have T-Rex arms and I have pretty much no legs. And Lou has seen, I can't really demonstrate on the show, but um, I need a seat actuator on my wheelchair to bring the seat down to the floor because my torso is actually really tall and I can't reach anything. Um, My arms are super short. My torso is really tall. Um, because of that, ever since I was little, when I hit my first, like, really big growth spurt around probably fifth grade or sixth grade or something like that, um, I started getting too tall to reach the desks at school, and my back started hurting really bad, Uh. and this is a really big thing. Um, so, you know, trying to figure out what, what happens... I got a Permobile Robo, which is a red uh, power chair. Um, maybe we'll splice an image of it uh, for the YouTube people. Maybe not. Um, no, no. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> uh, and But the weight limit in that was 80 pounds. Pretty much the only wheelchair that has a seat actually that goes down to the floor like that is that Permobile Robo, whose weight limit is... 80 pounds. So when I got to that point and I didn't know what I was going to be able to do, you know, we had that conversation with, with Medicaid and, and the insurance companies and all that stuff in our, our job where we work uh, was really pivotal in helping me to advocate for that kind of stuff. Cause you're just thrown into this life. You don't, nobody teaches you how to do it. Um, and until now, uh, until now. Until, now you're here until now, now, um, now we're here. but but you know i would repeatedly get denial letters 
And if you didn't read, like, you know, the legalese that they write stuff in so that, you know, again, people who are existing below the poverty level, there's a significant chance that they're not going to be able to understand legalese because something, something, access to education. But what the and fuck? All, and also have political power. That that too. But what the fuck do we know, right? right? Um, but, you know, I was told time and time again, I wasn't disabled enough. I, I can't, Lou, I can't tell you how many times, how many different people told my mom, it's a shame that he has the mental faculties that he has. <laughs> what? Well, pff, like, how fucking absurd. Also, how ableist, because that's fucking <laughs> terrible. But but how ridiculous here, you know, I'm, you know, praised and I'm the little fucking trophy piece when i'm in in my mainstream classes and they're like oh, kyle's so quick-witted kyle's so smart and then i go to these places and they're like if only that kyle was fucked up in the head a little bit more then maybe i could get him his chair but i don't know what we're gonna do now um so you know that existing between the cracks is kind of a, a trigger thing for me but that's something that i've had to deal with for my entire life and is something that I still still am going through and especially now trying to get to the point where I can transition eventually and hopefully not hopefully eventually out of social security and stuff like that because the other thing too is that I don't want to be necessarily on that system and take the place of somebody else who is earlier along in their journey than I am and really needs that so that they can then do what I'm doing now to transition to get out of it. Um, I think that there needs to be more government incentives to recognize that disability exists on a spectrum. And saying that means that as people age, their limitations will change. Sometimes they'll need more things, sometimes they'll need less things. But that changes over time. Um, well, that also requires people not to be greedy goobers <laughs> in, a, well, in, a, in a funny way. Uh, on, on that note, before – because we're getting to the wrap-up section. Yes, we are. So, Kyle, what is disability? Uh, you know, I, I would just say that I think that disability is so, – so I'm the guy who will be talking and somebody will say, say, you know, whatever. And if I've had a beer or two, I'll be like, ah, you're – you're disabled and they're like but i have i have severe allergies but i don't know that i'd label that as disabled and i go yes yes you are um but i i would say anything that uh significantly impacts and it significantly again is a loaded term but significantly impacts the way that you have to live your daily life and or the way that you can perform ADLs to either take care of yourself or fuck, you could be disabled and have a child and sustain an injury and become disabled and not have in as easy of a time of being able to take care of your child as you used to. <laughs> Should you have your child taken from you by the state because of that? Absolutely fucking not. Um, what do you think it is? Well, again, I, I, I'm not as brave as you are in order to, to proffer Bullshit. A, a definition. Um, I, I would say I, I'm my, my jury is still out. Um, 
or I can quote that judge and say, I know it when I see it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I think that the important thing to, to note um, that I think a lot of the current disability rights movement is really pushing towards is that, uh, you know, disability in and of itself um, can't really be recognized even recognized unless you look at it through both a critical and a progressive lens. Um, and that means that we need to be open to having discussions well, I, like this, I, to hearing right, other people and, and talk. I feel like is, is my desire for equity childish? You know, I do want people to be on a level playing field. I feel I, like I, I know and, a demographic and, and, of people that would tell you that it's childish. Yeah, for sure. And and I feel maybe that there is some merit to that, that there is a certain amount of childishness because, you know, there is no panacea. There is no, there's, there's always going to be issues. When we solve problems, there's going to be more problems. So I'm, and I'm acknowledging that as well. So when you, when you talk about, you know, what is disability again, it's, it's, like, I feel like, yeah, there's a line that has to be drawn, but I would love to hear other people discuss this with us that don't necessarily have a dog in the fight to see what, you know, as far as like, you know, you and I have our issues. I would like to hear counterpoints to this just to see what they would have to say. We'll have you to know, bring so. those confounded ables onto the show. <laughs> yeah. And, for sure. and host them and, and see what they have to say. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to straw man anybody. No, so. no, 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 for sure. Um, I did have one really important point that I wanted to make that was an idea for where to go in the future uh, Just for another it, episode. Brother. No, no I, can't, I can't remember what it is now. It's, uh, <laughs> it was so important you forgot. It, it, it actually was really important. But, uh, you know, this is welcome to my meningitis yeah. brain. Yeah. Here we are. Um, so anyways... Uh, that's the show. Thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, if you like everything, uh, leave us a review on YouTube, Spotify, etc., Apple, uh, iTunes, whatever, whatever it's called. And if we get a good one, we'll read it at the end of the episode. Thank you so much to our patrons whose names we'll display at the end of the episode. Remember, we're just the tip of the spear. Disability rights are human rights. Take care, everybody, and become a patron.